0: Your day has just begun, yeah. but for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending on 97.5, 1280, the zone and the zone sports network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah jazz. I'm frustrated,
1: you know, frustrated for sure. You know, it's something that I've worked tires,
2: tirelessly, tirelessly, I guess that's the word. You know, kinda of night and day on. And you know, put a lot of effort into it, showing up early, staying late, strengthening,
1: running, conditioning, everything. And you don't know when is you know, when it'll happen or why it happens, it just does. And for me it's you know, it's never been a, like a true hamstring pull
0: where it just knocks you out. It's just like, you know, a small tweak that's just enough to cause discomfort and worry some folks. So that's the frustrating part.
1: That's Mike Conley talking about his hamstring issues. He's gonna be Reevaluated before Game One of the second round to determine his availability to face whoever it is the Jazz are facing in Game One of the second round. So, right hamstring strain and uh, the Jazz with the release PK—that's a definite. Maybe we'll talk to you before Game One. Oh, he yeah. in? Yeah, yeah.
3: You're feeling it? Yeah. Because day to day, it's mild. This playoffs, you don't sit out with something that's mild, do you?
1: Man, this just brings us back to game one of the last series. <laughs> no, Donovan's going to go. I'm 100% sure until he didn't go. So, I don't know. Maybe they'll be really careful.
3: I'm so, so in love, love with, you. with you. Ooh, whatever you want me to do. I don't know if we're going to get a
1: sports show done this Is morning. All the, right the music's going to be me. this good. Let me guess. We're live at Thanksgiving Point. Alema Harrington's got his golf do do? tournament down here. What
3: did he do? Move the speaker
1: five feet? Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> We're on the back deck. If you've been down here, we got the view over the course all the way to Redwood Road, facing west.
3: This is this is his song. Since we've been together, ooh, loving, loving you, you're forever. a hamstring forever. That's what he's saying to the Jazz. This is Conley. This is intervention from above. It's Conley talking Mm. to Jazz. Right. He's telling the medical team. I love it.
1: I get your logic, but after the last round, I can't guarantee anything. I know, but that's you. You never guarantee anything anyway. We'll get to that in a second. (laughs) You're comfortable after Donovan Mitchell in last round, guaranteeing that Mike Conley's going to go in this Ask round. me 10 more times this
3: morning and see if the answer changes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with him, whether at times are good or bad, happy or sad. Ah! Woo!
0: <laughs> yeah! The
1: other feel-good jazz was this morning. What? <laughs> Are we going to try and do a sports show? Huh? <laughs> T. Moran, father of Grizzly star Ja Morant, though Donovan Mitchell, he's pulling for the jazz Ooh. moving forward. That's that. That's a relief. Y'all didn't have to do that. Didn't have to show us love like that. That's what I'm saying. When bleep goes bad and then you doubt that's how you bridge the gap. Most people don't realize that. That's why I appreciate you and I hope the jazz win the championship
3: okay I, I can't barely hear but go ahead <laughs>
1: all right when we continue if you can hear us
0: <laughs> NBA plus let's do it yuck hashtag NBA.
1: The Nuggets take down the Blazers. 126-115. The Joker goes for 36 points. Eight boards, six assists. And they rally in the fourth quarter and win the game and actually pull away and win it. Win it pretty comfortably there. Good second half comeback from the uh from the Nuggets, and Portland could not score in the fourth That's quarter. It's
3: amazing, man. That the complexion of the game, everything changed so dramatically. I mean, the, the trailblazers were in control of that thing for 30 some minutes, and then it, when it went, it was gone. I mean, it was it was amazing. It was unbelievable, and Denver was just like an onslaught of wave that couldn't be stopped, and there was nothing Portland can do. Now all this morning over Damian Lillard not getting out of the first round, and he did what I did in this situation. He quoted Nipsey Hussle. And it's a uh, rap song, dedication. And, of course, you have, uh, it features Kendrick Lamar. And I'd like to rap it for you, but this is public radio, and uh,
1: Then the FCC would get cranky, then your bosses would get cranky, and then there'd be meetings.
3: Young Black gets the word Friday
1: meetings,
0: PK
3: and he can't change it. No, he a genius. He just can't claim it, because they left him no platforms to explain it. He frustrated, so he get faded. But deep inside, he know he, you can't fade him. How long should I stay dedicated? I mean, when I've had down times in my life, I go to right to Nipsey Hussle also.
1: Damian Lillard bailed him out in Game 5 for a while. and Got him to overtime and double overtime with an outrageous shooting performance that was wildly entertaining. But one for six at the end of this one. Nobody can sustain the shooting the way he did
3: in Game 5. You just can't keep that up. You take the loss. Bleep, don't cry about it. Just embrace it. Minor setback for major comeback. That's my favorite. My, I can't say that word, but they can. Said you do a song with Nip K. Dot, he better crip. I said he man first. You hear the words out his lips. Would you rather hear that or Al Green?
1: Uh, You know I'm a little more of an Al Green guy, so that's a (laughs) rhetorical question. Now, don't blame me, man. I'm just quoting the words. <laughs> Monty Morris stepped up with 22 points again. How about that? Him backing up a good game five with a big scoring punch for the Nuggets off the bench in game six.
3: It's ain't entertainment. It's for, I can't say that word, but they can, on the slave ship. These, these songs, just the spirituals, I swam against them waves with. When we change to the Suns and the Lakers, you going to let that go? Oh, look at you. you. You keep running from it while you enjoy me doing it. That is the so you. The sun's <laughs> up early. No one's going to come at me. I'm just reading the lyrics. Relax, buddy. You're free and clear. <laughs> and led by as many as 29. <laughs> oh, the sun comes up on the from the east The DJ runs from anything that might be. It's Damian Lillard quoted it. I'm just reciting the quote, bringing the people what's in the mind of the Weber State guy.
1: And now LeBron has lost a first-round series for the first time ever. A.D. tried to go for five minutes. It looked futile. It t- was futile. I told you
3: on Tuesday I that know. he couldn't play. Yep. Jeez. All the news yesterday, he's going to start. I'm like, what the he freaking do? He ain't going to play. He can start, but he isn't going to play. <laughs> five whole minutes. My guys never let me down. Of largely nothing. Yeah, one move. Booker took him on one little move to the basket, and he he done. And he quoted Captain and Tennille, Love will keep us together. (laughs) Cracking yourself up.
1: (laughs) Uh, Now the Lakers have a half dozen free agents. And over a hundred million dollars already committed next year, with LeBron getting over 40 million of it. So roster moves coming. What will they do? Dennis Schroeder was getting 15
3: million and now he's a free agent. He gone. They're gonna get a bunch of guys around LeBron and hope that the two guys are healthy next year. And if they are, they'll make another run of it. If they're not, then they don't they're not gonna get anybody who's gonna be a difference maker.
1: Their bench guys Matthews, Harrell, Morris, Caruso, all free agents as
3: well. This Kuzma, man, what is his deal? This guy, he took the world by storm and then just some, some games he barely exists. Yeah.
1: 18 minutes, he got two points, four rebounds, no assists. And
3: they traded everybody else Ingram and Ball. And they kept and, Kuzma. Uh, who was the yeah. other guy? Hart, I think they gave him. And it seemed like it was a great trade and I guess they won a title so at least they got one Uh, but you wonder if they would have had to play a regular season that was a regular season and then in the postseason would Anthony Davis have been able to sustain it because he's missed 30% of the games eligible to play since he's been Laker uniform
1: and without him they had no chance Suns are on to the second round to face the Nuggets how about Booker man Wow, Booker came out on fire, 33 points at halftime, finished with 47. And he was like a 12th,
3: 13th, 14th pick. It's good to see. I think it's good for the league when it's not just the top two or three players and whoever is fortunate enough to get them, they win. Because Booker was a low pick. The Jazz can have have opportunity, but they thought Trey Lyles was a better fit for them. Obviously it wasn't, and then the Suns right next to him took – Booker, Uh, I mean, those things happen. I I can't complain on GMs missing because every GM misses Jerry West missed. So I think it's great for the league that somebody can be a little later pick, a la Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and make a significant, massive contribution. Man, he looked as good as there was in the game, at least for one game last night, particularly really, I was going to say early, but actually throughout the whole game.
1: And if you just keep running through the playoff rosters, you got the Joker was a second round pick. Foreign guy, a little bit different. Yeah.
3: Than the traditional. But nonetheless, back kid. to your
1: point, you don't have to dump games, try to get the one pick. If it doesn't work, dump games again, try to get the number one pick. You know, go through the process in Philly. Does anyone want to sit through five years of that? When you can get a Booker or a Mitchell in the middle of the first round, a Gobert at the end of
3: the first round,
1: and Jokic in the second round.
3: Yeah, but nevertheless, the Suns sat through five years of it. They did. Because I think this is Booker's fifth year. I think he came out one year ahead of Donovan Mitchell, didn't he? And they struggled before that pick, too. So uh, That's funny, too, and uh, not funny in a ha-ha sense, but the Suns had all those high draft picks that they blew – and, and then they, they hit on Booker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> top ten picks, and I don't think they have anybody left. And they, four of them come to mind, or off the top of my head, and none of them lasted. And here they are with somebody who wasn't, and he's a superstar. You never know. Tonight, one game: Clippers and Nuggets,
1: including Clippers and Mavericks. Excuse me, Clippers and Mavericks. Game six, seven o'clock. Dallas up. Three games to two. I think you were just calling. You were forecasting the Western Finals
3: right there, weren't you? Wow. Oh, you think Denver to <laughs> <and> Dallas? <laughs> I don't know. We can get to this this morning, but this door is just flung wide open for the Jazz. The Lakers are out, and the Clippers could be done in
1: 12 hours. Uh-huh. Well, a little more uh-huh. than 12 hours. 14 hours. Well, they got to win twice, obviously. Yep. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. So there's optimism this time of year, PK. For who? Everything's going to be better. For what? It'll all be better in the new building.
3: I've never felt that way. The The New England Patriots. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Josh McDaniels, (laughs) offensive coordinator, says Cam Newton's going to take a step forward in his second year. After Belichick declared Newton is the team's top quarterback. He worked his butt off last year to do it. He came back this year in a much different position. He has a different grasp of the offense, a different understanding of the terminology. Now we're working on refining the precision, the details. See if they can throw the ball well, down the I'm field. I'm going to
3: go two things on this, to quote you. All right. I think you're always better your second year. Fact. And then I think, even though it was the NFL level, so it was different, and the colleges have refused to use last year as an evaluation to the negative, to the positive. Okay, Ty Jordan, he was alive. I would pick to use to win the the division, if not the conference, because he was absolutely sensational. That wasn't a fluke. But if you didn't play well, I'm a little, I'm a lot, actually, a lot less inclined to make permanent judgments, because they had a bunch of guys opt out and all that stuff, and so last year was so screwy that I'm going to give these guys the benefit of the doubt, because... It's not like Josh McDaniel's job is on the line. It's not like Bill Belichick's job is on the line, right? So why come out and say this stuff if you didn't have at least some shred? Now, you want to pump up your guy. I get that. So you want to be positive, right? I understand that. But they don't have to go to this level. So I believe there's some truth there. And I'm expecting, I've always been a Cam Newton fan anyway for whatever reason I just I've always liked his style the way he plays and he seemed to be one of these guys who was good but yet took all sorts of abuse so I sort of in my own mind stuck up for him so I want to see him succeed and the patriots people are waiting them to fail for them to fail and I think it'd be a cool story if they succeeded uh, like Tom Brady did that was a cool story right so I believe that he's going to be better this season I think for the players that moved, but
1: especially the quarterbacks, who have to have this complete grasp of everything and they all make all these split-sangin' decisions. Uh-huh. Well, for all the players, but certainly for the quarterbacks who moved, the offseason was so different. Right. There was such limited time to get to know your teammates and the system. Certainly we saw Brady and the Bucs improve over the course of the season. Even someone as wildly talented as him with an offense that was loaded with skill players the way his was, there was a learning curve for those guys. And they got better. And so, any of the guys who moved or who going to new teams, and you're right about the second year, we've seen it in the NFL, we've seen it in the NBA a lot, uh, that you can really settle in and there's more familiarity and you just know
3: what's coming. And I look back to when I was 11 my Little League season was decent, but when I was 12, man, I was the problem is I had a killer season, but that was as good as it's ever gotten. So that, that was my issue once I turned 13. Bucks quarterback coach Clyde Christensen
1: to Tom Brady underwent surgery for a, uh, in the offseason for a knee issue labeled a, a nagging nuisance. That's sort of like me to you, isn't it? A nagging nuisance? Yeah. Like uh, you were uncomfortable
3: when I was quoting on the those day. rap lyrics because you are worried about, oh no, what are the supervisors going to think? <laughs> <laughs> That's a nagging nuisance. That was a nagging nuisance That That morning. moment was a nagging nuisance. <laughs> you're, not, you're not capable of sustaining
1: it the way you used to, though. <laughs> The game has well, slipped. I can quote more. There's a whole <laughs> lot more lyrics in the song. <laughs> oh, man. So is Brady actually going to be better? No. He's in his 40s. He doesn't need to be better. They're saying he's going to be is better. He healthier?
3: He'll be healthier. He'll okay, be better. Does, now, of course, you never it, know the next injury right, that's you know, out there. If, if health equals better, then yes. But talent, I don't know that he'll be better. He doesn't need to be better. They're loaded. They won the Super Bowl. They look pretty good
1: to me. Bucks assistant head coach Harold Goodwin offered his support to former NFL offensive lineman and assistant coach Eugene Chung after Chung's revelation that he was called not the right type of minority during an NFL coaching interview. What does that mean?
3: What? You're not the right type of minority. Well, I, I I assume
1: it means that you're of Asian descent and we need minorities, but we need to hire African Americans, so you're not the right type of minority. I don't know who said it. I don't know that person's history. I don't know what issue that club has had with the league and the Rooney Rule. But when I hear it, that's what I assume. It doesn't make
3: any sense to me. This is two days in a row we've heard that because if you if he's not getting is he not getting a job because he's not black? Well, that's not good. But if a black person got the job, say whatever job he was after, would that? change everything, oh, now we're set, now we're good to go. Um, it's not about one person getting a job. It's about equal opportunity for everyone. So I don't really understand the fundamental principle of well, I think why someone would say that to him. The fundamental principle
1: of people being judged on, you know, what skills they have and, you know, the content of their character to go Martin Luther King. In June, yes, but again, you know that there's... The Rooney Rule, and the NFL doesn't want bad publicity, and the NFL leans on teams. And so he hasn't said what team it is. We don't know what history they have with the Rooney Rule, what was going on in that market. So how is this going to be bad
3: publicity if he got the job? Well, there were jobs he apparently didn't get. Right. Because of the right... so. If he, whatever job he got, if he were to get a job, how would that be bad publicity? I don't don't know. I don't know where it was. I don't know the situation. Well, it doesn't Uh, matter. (laughs) Any situation, generally speaking. You don't need to know the specifics to answer the question. How would it be bad publicity if he got a job in the NFL, whatever job Uh, that he viewed himself qualified for? I don't see why be bad. Maybe it would be a staff that wouldn't have a single African
1: American. That would be seen as bad. A a club would take heat for that. That doesn't exist. Okay, well, you asked me what it would be. I don't, I mean, that's what it would be. Okay, so they only have have one (laughs) African-American assistant. I don't know what kind of trouble they were in with the league. You have to know the club and the situation to answer specifically what the problem would
3: be. I don't think so. Because if you have one or if you have two, it's not about that. It's not about one or two. It's about dozens and dozens. It's about qualified people being able to get jobs that they're qualified for. That's the issue. It's not about an individual. It's about the whole concept
1: so you think it's just a club that doesn't uh, sign up for the concept and doesn't uh, doesn't see how Chung would help them, and so this is just a way to
3: dismiss him? You're going to specifics, and that's hard to answer yeah. uh, on that. Uh, I, I on on the surface, it looks like. We got to hire a black guy to get the league, to get the media, right. to get somebody somebody off, off our back. back. Yes, I agree. But that hiring a single person doesn't solve the issue. That's what I'm saying. It's it, the issue is far greater than any yes. individual.
1: Agree. They're just trying to get through the moment and quote unquote win the press conference.
0: DJ and PK. Hashtag college football.
1: Open doors a company that's partnered with dozens of college athletic departments on name image and likeness programming announced a deal with Twitter that will allow athletes to monetize video posts on the social media platform open doors' deal with Twitter will give college athletes the opportunity to start earning money from content they create and tweet with just a few taps on a smartphone
3: that's a lot i lost you. <laughs>
1: They found third party because football coaches can't help do this. Athletic departments are finding a third party that's going to help the players cash in. Yeah, when?
3: Before I die here? (laughs) And yesterday, Manziel said he made a good living off of signing autographs. Yep.
0: Those new rules go into effect July 1 in many states. And uh,
3: The fact is that if you don't believe these players have been getting money, I can't tell you enough the How many stories. times? Yeah, the stories. They're that already tell. getting money, so let's make it above board as much as possible. And a man zeal. If somebody wants to pay him for his autograph, he should get money. It's going to be awesome because we're going to we're going
1: to hear stuff like, "That's the last question." We don't have time to do interviews. They don't have time to be available today, and then they're just going to be sitting around on own time doing media, creating content, getting paid. <laughs> Fine. I'm all for it. Yeah. This is July
3: 1, PK. If you're still alive, it'll start. Well, I hate to go Shanahan, but I can't guarantee I'll be alive on Sunday. There
1: it is. Thank you. (laughs) Well played. Well played. When did he drop that? Was that on, like, the Wednesday? The day before Before the the draft,
3: right? Yeah. You couldn't uh, it guarantee Jimmy it, go- G. it. was Jimmy G about gonna, trade. Yeah. Is he
1: going to be on the roster? I can't guarantee him. He's going to be alive. Yeah. Okay, you're listening to Jimmy G trade offers. Uh, you may not be trying to move him, but you're definitely picking up the phone to see what the offer is. Why wouldn't they? Right? All right, DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag Major League Baseball. Fernando Tatis Jr. is back.
1: And he homered, and there was a little good fortune mixed in the 17th home run of the year, P.K. Almost close to coming back. Center
3: fielder had his
1: glove on the ball. The ball was in the glove. Then the glove hits the top of the wall. It
3: slips out and basically rolls over the wall. He's such an exciting player, and that's great to hit the home run. And it was a, not like it was a fluke home run by any stretch. We've seen that happen. Uh, but yet, he scores on a wild pitch in which the ball gets only a few feet away. Yes. Which just as exciting to me. Because he's so, he's so daring. He's got speed. He's got instinct. And he oh, knows he's yeah. a showman. And people come out to watch him put on a show. But in a one-run game, it's
1: not just the show. You know, it's, they needed that run. They won 4-3. to three, And the way he slid into home plate... You know, leaning to his right to get away from the,
3: dragging the leg across the plate to get away from the tag, yeah, but that's was that you, the difference? That's you, because you're a Padres fan, but 95% of the people aren't Padre fans. They want to be entertained, so it is the show. That's precisely why they have the sport. It is the show, uh, to be entertained. And he is entertaining, and he sets about entertaining you. He hits a home run, and he has a strut. And he does all that stuff. Oh yeah, he, he was strutting. A around home run is a run, but he is about the show. He's adding to the game that desperately needs flair and all those types of things. And that's exactly what he brings. It would also be good if he could catch double play,
1: uh, double play balls at second base. Drop the potential double play. Loaded the bases, and then they got a double play and got out of it anyway. So they escaped. He's got multiple balls hit on the ground to second base, and eventually they turned one and got out of there with a win. Giants beat the Cubs 7-2. San Francisco still in front in the National League West. Unexpectedly, the story continues. It's not a fluke now. We're into June. And the Rays and the Yankees split a four-game series. Ryan Yarborough goes the distance. Tampa had gone like 731 consecutive games without a complete game. Oh, for the Rays? That's like breaking news. Five years without a complete game. And they got it done. And split the series with the Yankees. Bees open the series at Tacoma with a 10-5 win over the Rainiers. Game 2 in the series is tonight at 8.05. Listen to the action here on The Zone Sports Network. All right, coming up, Alema Harrington is going to join us at 8 o'clock. We're at his golf tournament, Thanksgiving Point. We will talk playoff basketball with the host of the Jazz pre-half and post-game shows. And also coming up, 9 o'clock, David Locke, his weekly visit. And so that is on the way as well. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Shamrock Plumbing.
3: There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing, 801-295-1690. DJPK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: Oh, and oh. For the Utah Jazz. Get out of the way. Round what one is done. Got it. As Donovan you. Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and Mike Conley sent the Grizzlies pack. Donovan! Now it's on to round two as the Jazz make a push to an NBA title. I live for the hunt, I live for it. Won't stop till I get what I want. Won't stop. I don't care what it takes. Yo Ingles. Oh, oh, Jordan Clarkson! Hear every second of every moment of Utah Jazz playoff basketball. It's all about survival. Right here on your exclusive home of the Jazz. 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The Zone Sports all about Network.
1: Survival. Flex, Rudy, flex. Hot Takes your Toast brought to you by Jerry Siner Cadillac. Check out the bold new lineup at Jerry Siner Cadillac. It's definitely not your grandpa's Cadillac. Mavs Eclipse, who do you want in
3: the second round? You know, it don't matter, man. The door has now been flung wide open. The big bad beasts are out. (laughs) The Suns have sent the Clippers to the sideline for the summer. And I don't want to discount the Suns by any stretch. The Lakers, uh, the Suns have uh, dispatched the Lakers. But I don't want to discount any of these teams that are still available, which... Obviously, that doesn't include the Lakers or Portland anymore, uh, and I think they're all capable of beating the Jazz, but in my mind, the Jazz are clearly the favorite to go to the finals. Now, the Nets are going to be very, very difficult, but we'll worry about that down the road. Uh, with this happening, and to a large degree, we can celebrate the Lakers being out. I get it. This is an anti-Laker community. I don't have any problem with that, as it is virtually everywhere in the West outside of uh Los Angeles itself, and then wherever the people who've got fed up with all the stuff that goes wrong with California have moved to, well, many of them here, so that we've got a fair amount of Laker fans, as they do in Phoenix and Seattle and Portland and so forth. And They don't have a team in Seattle anymore, at least not for now, until A-Rod moves them. But doesn't matter. does not matter who they play. They should win. That's the great thing about it, man. We'll find out who really believes in this team. Now, because if you're saying, oh, I want the Mavs, it means you don't really believe in the, in the Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I think in the West, the odds, if you go back, the Lakers had the best odds, but then, you know, they had all their injuries and they got beat, so they're out. But the team of the next best odds with the Clippers. So I think there might be some people still holding on to that. And I think if you watch the Clippers play, okay. they just don't look right. Well, and that
3: means you they don't believe don't, in the Jazz. They don't look right. Fine, I don't care whether they look right or wrong or left or right or up and down. It doesn't matter. It's about the Jazz. And right now, in my mind, the Jazz are the favorite to come out of the West. I don't see how you can argue that, really, honestly. I'm not saying that just to stir crap up. I really, really believe it. Because I believe in his team and a talent and the, and the makeup. When I listen to Mitchell talk like this, man... It just gets me excited each time he talks because I think he really understands the whole deal. You know, This is one series. We've got to do it again, and then he went two more agains. So that's a total of three agains, and they've already done it once. So that's four agains. So four agains puts you in the finals. All right. And that's what he's thinking. And in order to be a champion, you have to think like a champion. You want to win the ship. You have to believe you can do it. It can't be, well, we'll go out there, and if things break our way and we play the best, we'll see what nope, happens. Nope, that'll get you beat. And I believe that he really believes it. Calvin believes
1: that he would like to see the Jazz play the Clippers. He says, I'll be in the minority here, but I'll prefer the Clippers. That roster is incoherent and borderline dysfunctional outside of two players. And honestly,
3: the matchup looks better in my opinion. I don't think it matters. But if you think that... That's your opinion, so you can't be wrong.
1: I think the Jazz are favored, but are they favored by more against one team? No, I don't
3: care. You know all you got to do is win four, the first one to four. It's not going to be easy either way, if that's what you're looking for. Right, but when you pose a question like that,
1: people are going to think, which one is easier? Right. And I hope but that most of our listeners have watched enough games to know that what you just said is true. I it's posted not that be question. Easy. Go ahead. It's not going to be easy, but the Jazz... I think we'll be favored against either team. I think most people think they're going to win.
3: And that doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Maybe we'll get down to the end of the road and it will be. See, that question was posted before the Lakers were eliminated. And the Lakers, basically, the Lakers obviously are comprised of two stars. Yes. And one of them couldn't go. And the other one, not 100%. But, I mean, I don't criticize LeBron. He gave whatever he had and they came up short. He didn't have enough ammunition in his body and on his roster. So be it. It happens. Uh, but with them out, it t- I woke up. Well, I went to bed because I knew the score. I watched the game. Uh, well, I went to bed last night thinking, man, the, the Suns, the Jazz really are in the driver's seat now. There's no obstacle that they can't overcome. I don't know if they could have beat a healthy Lakers. We'll never know. I don't know if the Suns could have beaten healthy Lakers, but they didn't have to. They had to beat that version of the Lakers, and that version of the Lakers obviously was not good enough. So with all that in mind, in my mind this morning, the Jazz are the favorite, and I get it because I've been thinking, you know, who do you want? Who do you match up better? Because it is about matchups to an extent. It's not necessarily, well, you want the easier path. It's who do you think you match up against? Because you could think you match up against – Team A or B, in this case, the Clippers or the Mavs. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're saying that means it's easier. You just believe it's a better matchup for whatever the reasons and the circumstances are. So it doesn't necessarily mean easier. I think if there's one team that you believe the Jazz can get
1: out earlier against, then you want them. And I think Conley's hamstring, however touchy this thing seems to be as it happens again, Fewer games, more rest. If you can beat somebody in five games instead of beating them in six or seven, get that team.
3: Sure. But that doesn't mean that in game one it does. it's tweaked again because he just had a whole freaking week. I know. And then we go the next week, and it's tweaked. So... Nothing means anything, really. It could mean something, so That's I like, buy your logic on paper, but that doesn't have any applicability no to reality necessarily. Well, that was,
1: if you just join us, we played that from him about 40 minutes ago, half an hour ago, whatever it was. Yeah, the other night. And and he said, there doesn't, paraphrase, but there basically doesn't seem to be a rhyme or reason why this happens. Precisely. It just happens. The exact phrase I was going to use. It's so... Yes, he had a week off, and that feels like it should be better. And it might be in a week in the future. But in this week, we just went through
3: it wasn't enough. But he
1: had the downtime; He missed time at the end of the regular season. I took
3: all sorts of encouragement when they said mild strain. Mild. Yeah. That's <laughs> a positive. <laughs> yeah, I, on, That's like the best
1: news you could get. On paper, it, it probably is. You're right. But because it just seems to just happen... I think you worry about that because he did have all this time off. I think you worry about that. And if yeah. we want to talk hamstrings, we talk with that guy because
3: he knows. He's got hamstrings? He does. <laughs> Two <laughs> of them. They're probably yeah. tight also. Ron, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, no. Ron Boone is now
1: limping away. He's get, that, get that man an Emmy yeah. or an Oscar. That's a good act. And he didn't break stride either because he knows what he's doing. He doesn't want to sit down and talk to us. That's right. You can swapping. hear me, Booner. I know you he's can. Swapping, I'm loud. Sorry.
3: <laughs> All I got to say is when I turn his age, I hope I look as good as he does. All right. <laughs> Father time is on
1: the back foot with him. I may not be beaten, but he's it's on a, the back foot. He's in his 70s. I know. And he could easily pass for 60.
3: I don't know that I've – probably in the face if I saw a picture of him 15 years ago, I could see it. But you don't see him age day to day.
1: No. No, and he easily looks 10 if not 15 years yeah. younger than he really is.
3: And he always seems in a good mood. He's like my hero. He talks basketball and plays golf. Yeah. All right. Well, it's kind of what I do, too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I didn't play it at the pro level like he did. Uh, So you you can't figure out what this hammy's going to do. They just got to do what they do. And, And Joe has been on our show so many times, and we're grateful for him coming on for seven freaking years. It's unparalleled, literally, probably anywhere in sports talk to have somebody the same guest who especially was a scrub and now is an integral player and he's talked about the training staff and all how it's top notch and i don't think he says it just to say it he did not need to say it if he doesn't believe it so the point being that they know what they're doing there and they can get him as rehabbed as possible that doesn't necessarily mean he's good to go not good to go whatever but they're going to do everything that they can so you just have to march on and Face who you face. Bottom line for me is I feel very confident in whoever wins this series. If it should be the Mavs tonight or the Clippers or Mavs on Sunday, I feel confident that the Jazz could win. So to me, I, I think right now, I, I love your theory of the rest. That, that only that, That's inarguable. So I want the Clips to win tonight. Get extend it to seven. Yeah. Yeah, extend it to seven. Give, give Mike as much time. Time may not solve it, right. but it 's not going to hurt it, so you 're sort of playing the odds of something you really can 't control well,
1: because to I a degree. because there's a, um, because I think there 's a lot of truth in what you just said that the jazz are the favorite it doesn 't make it an overwhelming favorite no and i don 't even know that you know if they parcel out the odds, if you should give them a fifty percent chance, you know you could have a forty percent chance of being the team that goes to the NBA Finals in the West, it makes you the favorite. But everybody else is pretty good and has got a pretty solid chance, too. I agree. We're not looking at any of the teams that are left and giggling and thinking, come on. Come on. I never thought Portland could get out of the West. Could they win a series? Sure, they could win a series. Yeah. But they're just so dependent on smaller guys who spend so much energy and have got to hit threes. And you could say it's the Jazz, but it's not. Because the Jazz have, like, six, seven different guys who could hit threes one night and swing a game. Yeah. And the,
3: and the Blazers have two. And they got to the do They got the two. Oh, well, they're gone. So.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I never thought they were going to do it. The teams that are left, you all think they can do no, it. they got superstars. Yeah. And that's basically it, is that we look at the Clippers, and we know they aren't passing the eye test. They don't look right. But the talent and the two guys at the top of the roster, that's how a lot of NBA title teams have been built. You know, and, and the problem for everybody is that now the Nets have three of those guys at the top of the roster. But like you say, worry about that when you get to the finals you got to get through these next yeah. two rounds, and that's what – well, in Dallas and L.A., the Clippers and Mavs, I think they still got to get through this round. But
3: I still, in my heart of hearts, think that it's – if I were going to go the easier path, think it would be the Mavs. Because Donsich is all-world. The guy's incredible. But at the same time, he's never had a playoff game in which he did not play the Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> That is funny. But six games with the Clippers last year. Yeah. And
1: here they come with game six. So this would be his twelfth playoff game and then right. against the Clippers. So how
3: do I I mean he's really good. There's no question about it. He should have been the number one pick. And at least Phoenix got a decent guy. Sacramento, they should fire everyone who was involved in that. So uh with that in mind, uh I think the Maz would be a little bit easier, but who knows? Sit down, yeah, Mr. we're on Striff. right now.
1: You're looking live.
3: Michael Smith,
1: former BYU Cougar, currently works with Lemma on the Jazz pre-, half- and post-game shows. You've watched him during the playoffs. Although now you're not going to be allowed to do the second round. So I'm pumping it up. But
2: I know, that's
3: terrible. Know. Are you still going to do the show before and after, though?
2: Uh, I think it's yet to be determined. Like, oh, I'd like to see it. Speaking with some of our Jazz people prior to Game 5. I said, are we going to go on and do the next rounds? And they said, well, obviously, we're not allowed to do the game, compete yeah, against yeah, the game. Yeah. I said, why don't we do a pregame and a postgame on the website and drive content? So I think that's being discussed. I'm, well, if I had a vote, I'd say yes. I think it would be a blast. I think it would be a Oh, house.
3: people would flock to it like crazy.
2: I know. and
3: The, the interest is just going sky high. And it's Listen, only going skier and higher. Tell me the stars aren't
2: aligning right now. That's what we're just talking I about. I know. You read our minds. <laughs> Get the Lakers out of there. Do they look awful or what? Oh, my gosh. Okay, <laughs> okay so we up were just discussing- I grew up a
1: Laker fan. I'm not so much in love with the Lakers anymore. But we-, we were just discussing Mavs or Clippers, though. Is there an advantage? We think the Jazz will be favored against either team. The Clippers. The stars at the top of the roster, and that's the way you traditionally build a championship team. But they don't pass the eyeball test. Chemistry, personal relationships, roles being poorly defined. You know, we could go round and round about what's wrong, but you just look at them and something looks wrong.
2: Something's not right, and it should be right. Right? It, it yeah. just should be. They're all bought in. Last year was a debacle. We're ready this year. I mean, there's championship DNA there because Kawhi's won more than a title. Ty Lue's won a title. What is Tyloo? one of seven coaches in the league with a title? Carlisle be another one, so either way you're going to face a title winning coach. But just on paper, guys, the Clippers defensively, I think, are a bad matchup for what the Jazz like to do. The Jazz have wing players that are playmakers. The Clippers have length in Kawhi and Paul George and even a Nicholas Batum who you don't care about, right? He doesn't scare you offensively. But he's six foot eight with a 6'11 wingspan. You put him on bogey, and all of a sudden those easy jumpers bogey makes now is contested. So in that way, they're a nightmare uh, in terms of a matchup. But you're right. Something's missing. I personally would prefer the Mavericks because I, get I, just, the Mavericks I, I just think Porzingis is uh. unproven. And as great as Luka is, Luka is the modern-day Larry Bird. He just doesn't have Mikhail Parrish, and Dennis Johnson and Danny Ainge by his side. So it's going to be the Mavs, though, isn't it? They're going to win one of the next two. If I were a betting guy, I would say the Clippers win tonight. Really? And force game seven. But the road teams won every game. That's mind-boggling to me. But I'm hoping the Mavs win just because, I don't know, to me it feels right. Let's get a new champion. Get the Lakers out of there. Get the Clippers out of there. Let's... The West then seems fun, right? Denver, Utah, Phoenix. Who's our fourth? Clippers or Mavs? And the Mavs, probably, right? Yeah. It's all then new. The East, in the East, we'll see. but We'll see the Nets in the East, won't we? I would think so, but Milwaukee's playing really well. I think that's going to be fun, but I'm hard if, to beat the Nets. I think with the
3: Lakers going down, I went to bed last night thinking that the Jazz are the favorites.
2: Listen, I think a lot of it depends on Conley's health, if that's serious or not, I, I tend to think he's going to play, and I tend to think he'll be, he'll be fine. So, Can they plug Ingles in in the short run? And if
1: Conley misses a couple games, if he's out a week and he misses two or three games, if, and the Jazz are playing the Mavericks, it, aren't the Jazz still favored?
2: Yes, for sure. Right. If there's anything we've learned is that the Jazz can go for a period of time without a player. They're interchangeable. Multiple playmakers works right. in his system, which is great, right? Let Joe have the ball. Let you know, Donovan run the point. It's going to be fun. I hope we do some sort of show. I do too. You can certainly call me on Tuesday mornings. Yeah. I would have you out on the plaza.
3: It would be a blast. People are going to come down. Yeah. They'll yeah. be there for home games, yeah, and probably the longer they go, they'll be there for road games, too. You'll have a crowd. Uh, I think
1: the road game thing worked. And you, I are, know game four was on a holiday, and if you didn't have it planned because you didn't know how it was going to yeah, go on game true. three. maybe. But I think now that you've had time and it isn't a holiday, I think opening the arena for the road games, especially there's so many fans upset about not having the streaming option and they've cut the cord. So you can let eighteen three hundred six into the building now. That seems like oh. a really good idea going to be a blast
3: yeah the only thing i wouldn't pay you guys but that's, that's you, know,
2: <laughs> you guys are golfers i know <laughs> not based, good based on my mickelson exchange <laughs> and based good, on the tiger <laughs> slam you guys not good golfers
3: yeah that'll work in progress <laughs> that means no uh my current uh gin is Oh, five oh you're a golfer <laughs> single digit come on well, a couple summers ago, it was down to about uh, five and a half. Though it's trending, trending, the opposite direction.
2: Well, if you ever play him straight up, once a five, always a five. Don't let him, <laughs> I, don't <laughs> let him sing this nine stuff on we you. We play together enough, I know. Oh, you but know. I'm no threat
1: to him, so he can give me tips, and his oh. tips work. If you need help with your short game, need a little help around the green, he doesn't. He's, he's no. your guy. Really? Oh my gosh! He told me what to do. I did it, and it worked. Like. Could it always be this easy? Now get me. Get I heard me. about the
3: legend of Michael Smith on the golf course. Yeah. How did you already hear? Was because you've taken, from, man. Man. you've taken money from. Yeah, you've taken money from people. And, <laughs> no, I have I know BYU people, and oh. I worked in LA. You and Bosco in LA when you were in high school. We've only played like
2: three times. <laughs> 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 We've only played three times. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I played with Lee Johnson the other day. Uh Uh-oh. And after 30 years of a friendship in college, we've never played golf together. And so I took him out to Hobble Creek. Okay, this is a funny story. Do you know Lee? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know Lee Johnson, former BYU punter? Yeah. (laughs) Talk, smile, a minute. He's all over the place. He's the greatest guy. He's got seven kids. He and his wife, Shelly. He works for BYU now. And so he's chirping, right? We're going to play golf. That's a shock. And he's like, (laughs) he's like. Uh, Mike, I hear you okay. You know, let's go play. And so I take him to Hobble Creek, which I love. Hobble sure. Creek. Yeah, yeah. Craig Norman and the guys down there. Yeah. Um, and I know every every nuance. Where I of had my hole in one. Nice. <laughs> so we're playing we're playing Hobble, and I said to Lee, I go, Do you want me to coach you? Do you want me to help you on these greens? He goes, Yeah, okay. And I quickly realized that Lee has no thought process. Before any shot. (laughs) He plays the ball way forward in his stance, plays a little cut, and he just steps up and hits it as hard as he can. And by golly, if he doesn't strike it, pretty good every time. But he's never thinking, leave it below the hole. Here's where I'd want to miss it. Here's where I'm going to make a putt from. So I help him, and I say, hey, take this club, take this club, take this club. We make the turn, and he's one over par. He birdies nine, and he's one over par at hobble. And I'm like, so we go to ten. And I go, Lee, I go... I've never played with you before. Do you ever shoot one over? He goes, this is the round of my life. We're going for career low. He goes, this is the greatest thing in the world. Will you keep coaching me? I go, yes. And I go, I go, uh, I'm writing down the scores. I go, birdie on nine, right? He goes, yes. He goes, this is awesome. I go, so 37. He goes, yes. He goes, did you birdie nine? I go, yeah, I birdied nine. I go, I knocked it on a two. I said, just simple two putt. He goes, that's great, great. We both birdied nine. He goes, "Uh, did you make any other birdies that side? I go, yeah, I made three other birdies. He goes, did you make any bogeys that side? I go, I made no bogeys. He goes, you turned in 32? And I go, thanks for paying attention, Lee. We're in the same (laughs) cart. (laughs) I just showed a 32 on the front, and all you can think about is your career high 37 or career low. But he's so much fun. Anyway, I do love the game. Me too. Clearly, we got that in the story. The passion came through. <laughs> some days are good, some days are bad. Well, that's but I life. love the jazz. Me too. What, what a great group of guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. All right. All right, thanks, Mike.
1: We appreciate it. You got it. Have a great day. Mike Smith dropping by. He's here at Alema Harrington's golf tournament. Alemma is scheduled to join us coming up next. David Locke will be here at 9 o'clock. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280. The Zone.
0: This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. There are a couple of reasons that I didn't become a doctor. (laughs) Same reasons you didn't become a paleontologist? Why do you crack a smile and then make a joke? I'm just saying like, yeah, there's a couple of reasons I wasn't a lawyer. Number one, the LSAT scared me. Number two, I thought I'd fell miserably. And number three, I didn't think I was smart enough. So yeah, there are just a couple of reasons why I didn't become a lawyer. Can I make a point without you attacking me? I'm not attacking you. Like you've never talked about wanting to be a doctor before. To me, this seems like you were just right on the cusp of going to medical school. And then just these one or two little things came up and made you think, no, I'm not going to do that. Doctor. 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 Can you not attack me? You know, it, it bugs me when you do that. Doctor. 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 Stop playing that. And doctor. Well, we miss anyone? Hanson Scotting, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK,
1: it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're brought to you in part by Rough Tough Products. Rough Tough sets the industry standard for custom seat covers for cars, trucks, SUVs, and UTVs. Get the best fitting seat covers for the make, model, and year of your vehicle and do business with a Utah company that's been around since 1976. Check them out today at roughtough.com. That's roughtough.com. We're at Alema Harrington's Golf Tournament, and we're going to tell you all about that in just a minute. We just had Michael Smith stop by, so we're a little off-clock, Alema. (laughs) So, this is, this is a short segment. This is a short segment. And then we have a long segment with you. But it turns out we're so late, yeah. we're going to do a short segment with you, Let's too. Let's do it. One thing, just one question we we go to break. How pumped are you? How relieved are you to see the Lakers out of the playoffs? You know what? Um, I don't know if relief is,
2: is the right word because uh, you saw it coming, so you almost started to have relief going into that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, for for those that that are out there jazz nation that are laker haters it's like now you can refer to them as bubble champs like, it. The real champ. those are the bubble champs. Nice. I like it. They're not the real champs. <laughs> those are the bubble champs. That's sh- the real one. From
3: Hawaii all the way to the mainland. I got to tell you right now, that's the kind of shot that PK would have
1: delivered that he would come up with. Yeah. So, like, there is a professional uh, respect that now exists. Maybe a little jealousy, to be honest, yeah. deep down in there. Oh, good for but a But there's a level yeah. of respect. I got to be real, I didn't come up with that. My brother did. Oh, oh that's, that's my that's twin, so He it's looks just like me. It's like I still hear yeah. stuff all the and your time. Your voice is Sound alike. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, when I walked in this morning, <laughs> yeah. I saw him, and I almost, it was at a distance. Like, I've made this mistake before. I'm I have. i it again. There yeah. was somebody standing. He was talking to somebody, yeah. and they were kind of between me and him, so it was partially obscured. You know, you see like 40% yeah. of them. And I was said, I thought, no, nah, I'm going to get closer. And I was close, like, sure enough, not I was him. very close yeah. to screwing not that him. up. <laughs> if you haven't seen Lemus twin, well, just look at Eleven, yeah. and then you have. And yeah. you probably have. You probably have. You thought it was me. Exactly. It happens all the time. Talk to you more about your golf tournament, and we'll do that next. Okay. And PK will revel in bubble champs because that is nice. <laughs> That's, I see some T-shirts being made shortly. There's some money bumper stickers. There's some money to be made there. We'll talk with Lem about his golf tournament here at Thanksgiving Point. Next, stay with us.